Good morning, everybody. Do you ever have one of those mornings where you think everything is just going to work out later in post-production? It's good to see you all today. Uh, a lot of news broke last night, and the news specifically that broke, there was a phone call. Well, it wasn't just a phone call. It was a phone recording about a scream that somebody heard. One of the neighbors said they heard a scream. I've got some interesting information on this. We're going to go over that also. And this is shocking, and I'm not sure what all it's going to fall under, but Maddie Mogan supposedly had a roommate that unalived herself because of bullying. And that was prior to this. It happened about a year ago. We're going to go into that and a lot more today on Midnight Radio. I'm your host, Jerry Adams. You are watching and listening to Midnight Radio. I want to thank all of you for joining us. Special shout out to those that are listening on the live stream with the link, driving down the road or going to work. Perhaps you just like kicking back and listen to it. We are going to open up the phone lines in the second half of this broadcast, and I highly encourage you to call in because I need your help on some of these issues that we're going over today. Mainly the validity of them or not. Now, I do have some ideas about the validity, and I'm sure you will too. And that's what this is about. This show is a conversation with you. It's a talk show. You guys don't talk. There is no show. That's it. I could go on and give you all my opinions about everything, and I do, but I'm not here to listen to myself. Uh, I have no interest. That's why, if you'll notice, this show isn't focused on me or how great I am, because that's not what it's about, and I don't care about that. I care about what you guys have to say, what you guys are interested in. What we're going over today is what you guys are interested in. So, if you want to call in the second half, the uh, phone number is 325-261-0892. That's 325-261-0892. I do want to take this moment to let you guys know that at 5 p.m. we have an interview with J.T. Kinderfeller. He's going to talk to us about the inner workings of and the judicial aspects of the FBI and the police force. And I figured this was a timely thing to talk about. So we can understand the messaging behind the FBI, what they're saying, and the messaging behind the police department, what they're saying, what their different roles are, who's specifically in charge, why they put out information, take it back. This guy knows. I've had many in-depth conversations with him, and I'm going to tell you, things aren't the way they appear. They're not. And unless you're on the inside, you don't realize that. A lot of the times they, they look at us and they just laugh. Those people that are in the know and good upstanding citizens, and I, I don't mean that facetiously, but good upstanding citizens who are trained to shut up, put your head down, obey the law, don't talk. Those are the people that come at us and ask us why we're speculating. These are good people, okay? I don't attack them. Of course, I don't allow myself to be attacked either. I won't tolerate rude behavior. So... Somebody said, hey, Jerry, this morning. Yeah, I read the chat a little bit while I was struggling to get on the air here. Always a joy and a pleasure, YouTube. That uh, someone said that, hey, you should have a buy me a cup of coffee link. Well, I don't drink coffee. That might not be what that means, but I don't drink coffee, and I don't think you would either if you had to wake up to this lady right here. 
Bring in Jennifer Koffendoffer next. She's a former FBI special agent with 28 years in federal girl, law Banfield. enforcement. And she knows every inch of this case. I'm okay. just joking, y'all. I don't have anything You're against her. You're the official her. now. Um, can you help me sort through Maybe the messaging? Later. And let me just remind you of the four things. The black SUV. Never heard anything about the black SUV. The timeline. Do you have the... I'm playing this first because this justifies some of the stuff in the video. Okay? That we're going to watch. That we're going to listen to about the scream that was heard, and supposedly there was a recording of it. I've got the best recording of it I can find. So there is a neighbor that says that they heard a scream. They didn't think it was important. They're bringing it up as of yesterday they did. They came out with it. They said also they looked out and saw a black SUV in front of the vehicle. So that's what they're talking about. So this isn't just something that you guys are reading on the Internet or see from some uh, Fruit Loop loop fruits youtube personalities this is something that's going all the way through the news media today um the fbi is kind of chattering about it since this lady's obviously she's a former fbi agent but she's currently a fbi messenger she sends out i don't want to call it propaganda because you guys will think i'm a conspiracy theorist when i'm not i'm a reality theorist anyhow so we got the black SUV. The, the FBI interviewed this guy, the police department. They interviewed this guy at first, and he didn't say he said he didn't hear or see anything. He came out yesterday saying he did, and he had. Oh, by the way, I also have a recording. I thought it was some kind of party. You're gonna listen to that audio, and you tell me if you think it was some kind of party noise. Also, the black SUV. He didn't say he saw that earlier. Now he said he saw it yesterday. So. The timeline solved, or do you not have the timeline solved? Not updating you on that. The door was open. That's news to me, says the chief. And the scream. Nobody seems to be answering the fact that a neighbor says he may have heard a scream at exactly 4 a.m. Help me figure out why this stuff isn't as important as I feel it is. Actually, this information is very important, but law enforcement is ferreting through all of these leads, all of these tips. They did their initial canvas, right? And the people who did that information or got that information pulled together, that is going to a command post setting. That information then is being distributed to the case agent from the FBI and to the lead detective from Moscow, as well as ISP. Those are the people that have the answers to these questions. From there, it's funneled out, and the chief of police has been the spokesman in this case. So I think there's some communications that may be lacking. And the other thing, Ashley, for instance, with the neighbor, they canvassed, they talked to him, they did a full interview, and now he's coming out with these additional details, as you pointed out. I want to stop her and say this. There is zero issue with communication. The FBI is telling the chief what to say. He's saying it, and, and they know it's going to contradict. They say that on purpose to confuse you. To, it's a invisible electric fence to keep you guys away. That's what it is. So don't think it's not. So I, I want to make clear my message. I'm not saying that the FBI aren't good investigators. I'm not saying that they don't do their job. I'm saying you don't know exactly what their job is. You've been told what it is your whole life, but do you know what it really, really is? We're going to go over this today. 
those details don't match up with what he wrote. So my belief would be that those agents believe his initial interview is what was accurate. So what about the black SUV? He says there was an unusual luxury black SUV that was parked, you know, just a few stalls away, literally like within the stone's throw to the entrance of the of the home in that adjacent parking lot. Um, to have the police say we are not aware of any reports of an SUV. Well, did you read the newspaper this morning? I, I, I think that frustrates me because he says he told the police that morning. It is in black and white on the front page of the Idaho Statesman that he reports there's a black SUV. And yet all they've done is release that there's a curious white, you know, Hyundai Elantra out there. W why not mention something about information pertaining to a black SUV? Because they know whose SUV, SUV why that not was. that APB out there? Well, I because I know whose SUV that was. I would believe that what happened is he didn't give that information initially. He is now given that information. And I would believe the FBI and state police and Moscow PD have looked at that, maybe had already identified this uh, SUV and have cleared it. The car that can't clear is the Elantra. And that's why they're focused on that and not this black so, SUV. So, Jennifer, if that's mm -hmm. the case... That's legitimate. Why would they answer us officially in an email? We are not aware of any black SUV. I mean, it just seems so dismissive to what could be a critical detail. They're asking the public for every small detail they could possibly get. And here's a guy who says he said it to the police. He said it to the Idaho Statesman. It's been literally in print since the Idaho Statesman actually released it online. I would guess at midnight last night, but certainly it land on their desk in the morning. It would seem to me that they should. Last night. Not at the time. He didn't say anything to anybody at the time. So in your mind, audience, does that make you think that he's less credible? He didn't say anything at the time. They started talking about this car. Then he starts talking about the SUV and the screams that he heard. It's supposedly recorded. Take that more seriously. You know, I truly believe there is a huge communication gap and error and just the Moscow PD not no, handling no the gap. communication like they should be. And listen, this has the FBI's footprint all over it. The FBI isn't even going to talk, isn't even going to there answer is no a question, isn't going to send out an email. So certainly the FBI is trying to keep all the information encapsulated, yet they want to have some information go out. So Moscow has been put at the point. But possibly Moscow, the chief, doesn't even have those particulars yet. Because again, Ashley, there's this chain of custody, if you will, or chain of information that's going up. And I think that the people uh, at the top of that chain then aren't releasing first. And then secondarily, they're trying to release a little bit. And the communication is just completely lost in that process. One last quick question. I've only got about 30 seconds left, and that is the occupants of the white Hyundai. That was the wording that was used. We're looking to talk to the occupants of the white Hyundai. They're not asking for the owner. They're not asking for the driver. They're asking for the occupants. Is there something I need to read into that language? Yes. Don't read into I, I anything. Think so that really stood out to don't me. Don't read into it. Shut up. Sit down. Don't ask questions. Don't talk about this. What are you? Do? What are you doing, Banfield? Oh wait, wait. She works for us. Okay. Occupants inside of it, and that is probably coming from an interview, possibly backed up from camera footage, but certainly that is a key piece of information that they put out uh, with that particular precise language. It's important. Thank you for watching.
Go to News Nation. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm reading what you guys are are saying in the chat room, and I think you got some very valid points. So I'm gonna bring that up. Maybe I'll even pop it out so everyone everyone else can see it. All right, so here's here's what we got. I mean, someone's saying I've been in a similar 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 situation. <laughs> hey guys, I have to speak over my Texas accent sometimes. My voice has been trained out of it, but some words slip. Yes, I've been in in similar similar situation where I thought I saw and heard something, but I reported immediately. Someone put, I think people get scared to mention these type of things. You guys are absolutely right. We're going to go into this. This is why this is so interesting. That is why this is so interesting here. It's because of what he recorded. It's one thing if I think I heard something, guys. I think I heard something. But then we got, I don't think I heard something. I recorded it. And wait till you guys hear the recording. It's horrendous. It's blood curdling. About 20 people sent me a copy of it yesterday. I can't find the original copy of it. Maybe it's in the Idaho Statesman. I'll look for that later. I have uh, advanced audio processing software. More than your normal person. So I can put that through there. And I should be able to isolate what I'm hearing. Because other than the scream that we're all about to hear, there's a quality to it that I've noticed, but... The copy I have, it's not the original, and it might be the way the guys record playing it back to us. So I have to get rid of that first. I, it's better if I have the actual file. So you're probably going to be hearing this more than once from me, but I have a theory, maybe. Somebody didn't experience, didn't sense blood curdling. All right, here we go. Maybe you will today. Let me pull this up. Okay. Voice, I'm going to read this to you guys. This is an article I have about it. Ah, that's not it. You naughty, naughty computer. Neighbor of University of Idaho murder house heard a scream on night of attack. trying to show me more Banfield. I don't want, please, no more, no more Banfield. No, it's too early. No, I don't drink coffee. I drink something called mud water. There, there's a reason for that. Make sure you guys can read this too. A neighbor of the four University of Idaho students who were brutally stabbed to death has come forward to report hearing a scream on the night of the murders. Here's his name, Ian Harsh. Ian Harsh. 30, who lives in an apartment building next to the off-campus house, said he returned from his job as a cook around 1.30 a.m. November 13th and later heard someone yell. He said this to the Idaho Statesman. I'm going to pop that one up, too, and we'll see if we can get the audio footage directly from him. From them, As he dozed off around 4 a.m., he assumed 
It was a party sound coming from the six-bedroom house at 1122 King Street in Moscow, where the Slain Sorority Sisters often hosted get-togethers on weekends. I didn't think anything of it. Harsh. It might be Harish. It might be Harish. Told the paper after what I and Harish, after what happened, I've definitely had second thoughts. He goes, I didn't think anything of it. I've definitely had second thoughts. Maybe it's not a party sound. Here's a picture. Harsh said he didn't mention the disturbing detail to police during an initial conversation, but later contacted investigators after it occurred to him that someone might have been screaming in distress. There's the house. And it said he lived in the apartment behind it. I'm seeing a white car behind it right now. Is that the Hyundai Elantra? I don't know. Probably not. He goes, I'm giving out this information now. I'm not sure what good it does for them now, though. The neighbor said he also spotted an unfamiliar black SUV at 1.30 a.m. That's 1.30 a.m., okay? Parked a few spaces from the front of the home, which he reported to police. The timeline of the scream, reported by Harish, matches that of when police believe an intruder entered the three-story home and killed Kaylee Goncalves, Madison, Zana, and Ethan with a knife. Two of the roommates lived on the first floor. They were left unharmed. After nearly a month, police are still walking around with their ass in their hands. So here's the original article from the Idaho Statesman, which I'm sure is probably the same. I'm just going to skim through this because I want to know where this audio file came from. Hmm. Well, we are getting a lot more information. This this has got some more information in it. In contrast to the Saturday night leading up to the students' Sunday, November 13th deaths, which the police have characterized as murders, it was notably quiet. Two neighbors who live in an adjacent apartment complex, they, they told that to the statesman. Two neighbors said that. The University of Idaho Vandals football team played you're going to really name your football team the vandals does that mean like a vandal that spray paints something or is that like some kind of onion or something like the stepbrother to the Vidalia onion I mean you guys are into potatoes anybody in the chat room knows The Idaho Vandals football team played their final home game of the season that night drawing many students so this was the last home game and it drew many students downtown afterwards rather than the neighborhood if you theorized interesting i told you guys about how crazy let me about how crazy things get on football game night at a college so this is anna she's a a uh, master's student in environmental science science she lives with her boyfriend next to the victim's home And she said since the start of the school year, she said they routinely had to wear earplugs to go to bed. Oh, my God. You could hear them yelling. I think, good for you, she said in an interview outside her doorstep, describing at least a dozen people, usually at the home. I would walk by when I'd take the dog to pee down the hill and think, geez, 
I should crash the party, but I'm too old for that. So there was a lot of noise coming from that house. Since August, the home had three noise complaints for loud music, including two on the same night in early September, according to a police report. Both came from homes located on the street just above the valley where the three-story, six-bedroom house is. There it is. Anna actually awoke at about 2 a.m. that Sunday, she said, when spot the couple seven-year-old Alaskan husky mix began heaving. That's when she noticed the rare calm of the neighborhood, Anna said, but she couldn't get back to sleep. So she played a computer game until what she estimated was about 5 a.m. Oh, Lordy. Of course, who, who, what am I talking about? I get up at 3 a.m. She toggled between taking her headphones on and off just to enjoy the quiet. She repeated what she told the police later that day when they came to her door. She didn't hear anything that was concerning. This week, a number of neighbors appeared home but didn't answer their doors when, re- when reporters visited. Of course, they didn't. They politely declined, I'm sure. been a rough time when the woman said everyone's keeping to themselves i'm not going to read all this is that it hey there's our murder map so what we're looking for is the man in which we're about to two surviving roommates daniel mortison and bethany funk funk funkel funk funkel is her name i believe They were separately out around Moscow that same night. Each returned home at 1 a.m. So 1 a.m. is the time that the roommates came back, which was before the ones, the other ones. Neither suspected, expected of the crime. Although, for you guys, the, the fiber sleuth or the Fruit Loops, whatever they want to call us this day, a lot of you guys are suspecting that the roommates would have had to have known something. I wonder if the roommates have been drinking. And, and what makes you guys, you're, when you guys talk to me and you say you think that they know more is because we had a report that we gave yesterday about the door actually being open. The door was open that morning before the police got there. The front door was open. You guys think with the screams we're about to hear, with the front door being open, as cold as it would be, the roommates would have had to have heard something. Again, this is all a big old WAS. So we're trying to find the part. Here we go. Anon Harish 30. Okay. For some reason, they're using bigger print that I can read. Anon Harish 30, originally from Pullman, said he lived in the same apartment complex a few doors down from the victim's home about two years ago for about two years he works as a cook and at an upscale restaurant in his hometown and does not attend u of i so he just drives there okay harsh said he took note of an unusual quiet of the surrounding okay going through that he said that sunday the typical weekend crowd of 15 to 20 people in the home's backyard sometimes where the fire pit wasn't there he said it was kind of bizarre Reached till the statesman in an interview 
there was usually no, there was not a lot of activity there. He went through his. What, what the hell are they telling us this for? It's funny. I'm gonna read it. He went through his normal wind down routine after getting home late from work, feeding his cat, drinking some tea, playing video games on his PlayStation, and practicing his hobby of stick juggling. Is that a polite euphemism for something else? Then he went to bed at what he estimates was about 4 a.m. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You, I don't mean to laugh, but I am. Can you imagine having to give an interview because you heard something and you're telling them your nighttime routine? And these people would think I'm nuts. Harsh said he can't be certain, but as he dozed off early that morning, he thinks he heard a scream from the vicinity of his neighbor's home, but it didn't arouse much of his attention, he said, because he thought of it as more of a party sound. We already heard about this. We already heard about this. Okay, after an initial conversation with the police officer that Sunday, he said he already went back to investigators at the home to report a black luxury SUV. So he went back later. He was like, oh, you know, there's a black SUV. I do want to say that the black SUV, that was at 1 a.m. that he hadn't seen it in the neighborhood before, parked a few spaces from the front of the home when he made it back early that morning. Again, that could, if they're not asking for that, I'm thinking they know what it was. Perhaps it was the ride back for the, for somebody took an Uber or something and they found it like, oh, well, we checked it out and that's what it was. Might be something, could be nothing. Now I was talking about the Hyundai Elantra this unrelated packing up the belongings uh this is actually a well-written article people okay talking about a horde of reporters we're just okay that's it so there's nothing about the audio on this and that's my point. That is my point. Are you guys ready? You guys ready to listen to this? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the comments in the chat room real quick. See what we got. Somebody saying Kylie had bought a dark green SUV. Someone said shocked from what they heard. Somebody's saying a red Jeep is next. Party sound would be music and other people talking. I agree with that. It's 28 days later. We still don't know the basic facts. Who called 911 on the cell phone? Which houses were open? Where exactly were the bodies located? Time of the frat party the night before timeline of it i still let's see all right are you guys ready to listen to this i got i got a job for you guys 
Here's what we need to know. My email is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. Where did this audio that we're about to play, where did it originally come from? This is a YouTube creator, but I don't know where this audio originally came from. We need to know that to verify it. That, we ha that has to be known. All right, here we go. So he was interviewed. He didn't say anything about, oh, by the way, I recorded it too, which I'm leaning towards. Again, all this is wild-ass speculation alert. But what? How easy would it be to fake this? It would be very extremely easy to fake this audio. When this man was interviewed he didn't say anything oh by the way you know i heard this but i just i popped my thing on i recorded this last bit of it because i'll be honest with you i'm about to play this and it sounds very it's like it's recorded in an echo echoey room and um i know a whole lot about sound engineering it seems to me like something recorded from a tv in an echoey room on a phone now I can't verify that because a guy who's talking here on this YouTube video is in an echoey room with, with his phone. So I can't isolate that sound from the sound that we're about to hear. But let me go ahead and play this right now. So it's recorded on a door cam, the chat room is saying. But what I want to know is where was this raw file dumped originally? So somebody heard it was fake on Grizzly to crime. There's many questions. I'm going to pop the audio up on this a little bit so you guys can hear it clearly. I'm going to loop it over and over again. See, his room is echoing. All right, so that was the clip. It says, stop it, leave me alone. I, I think the guy who's recording it kind of is taken back. He he gasped. He like kind of like stops himself and like, <gasps> I think that's what I'm hearing. I also kind of hear like a dog bark, but either way, this sounds very much like, I don't know, like uh, an interpersonal relationship. Sort Somebody in the chat room saying you can hear it from the police video. I didn't hear anything from the police video. And um, I'm, I'm wearing these special earphones here that make it to where I can hear even the most delicate of things and everything I'm listening to. It amplifies the sound and isolates it and amplifies it. So we're going to play it again. Am I getting feedback? Oh, no, no, no. This is from his setup, not mine. Or to fight. And so this was recorded the night of the murder. And it, it's it's a girl yelling, stop it and leave me alone. So it sounds like it's an argument between a couple. Like if I were to hear this, I would probably would have thought it was a couple or something like that. But this guy said that he was waking up by it and he decided to record a bit of it. So let's just play this again. Thank you so much for being here.
Wow. I, I think the guy who's recording it kind of is taken back. He he gasped. He like kind of like stops himself and like. <gasps> I think that's what I'm hearing. I also kind of hear like a dog bark, but either way, this sounds very much like, I don't know, like a, like a horror an movie interpersonal relationship sort of fight. And so this was recorded the night of the murder and it, it's, it's a girl yelling, stop it and leave me alone. So it sounds like it's an argument between a couple. Like if I were to hear this, I would probably would have thought it was a couple or something like that. But this guy said that he was waking up by it and he decided to record a bit of it. So let's just play this again. Thank you so much for being here. Wow. So again, this just sounds like somebody that they knew. It also kind of makes me wonder, like, why did the uh, the roommates not know about what was going on? This sounds very concerning. I'm very, if I were to hear this coming from my house, I know I would definitely want to uh, check that out and what happened. So I don't know what's going on. This just adds more uh, layers to the already mysterious Okay, so this is, let's just listen to it one more time. Oh my God, that's so chilling, Hocus Pocus. That's a real scream. Yeah, it sounds like a domestic dispute. It sounds like, you know, Kelly complained about a stalker. And again, the cops ruled out the stalker because apparently she was stalked and, and they found the stalker and it's unrelated. But this really sounds like. So here's a couple things in the chat room. It's in the background of the body cam of kids who are underage drinking. We we played the body cam yesterday. We didn't hear any of that. We have the whole unedited body cam on my web on my uh, YouTube page, and I didn't hear it there. And I'm telling you, I can I can hear really sensitive with my setup I have. Although you know I hear everything differently than you guys hear it, because after it gets through me. It might change. Somebody says, I don't understand why you wait a month before revealing this. I'm going to open up the phone lines and talk to you about this after this next article. Same show I watched slowed down the drunk boys video on campus, and that came out in video unless someone is seriously manipulating everything. Do you guys want to watch the drunk guys, the boys video? You guys let me know because I got it right here. I'll play it. I can... I can turn up the volume so loud it'll knock your eardrums out. It sounds very real, and I don't. I don't think it came from that video because I've gone over it several times, never heard it. I could be wrong. I'm always open to being wrong. We'll have to go over that together. Do you guys want to go over that? I mean, we got plenty of time. If you guys want to do that, Pockets. Okay, someone's asking Pockets if they're okay or they're trolling. I don't see anybody named Pockets on here. What is Pockets doing? Pockets, are you being naughty? All right. There, I see Pockets, but I don't see what they're talking about. It's okay, Pockets. We're all confused, that's for sure. You guys let me know if you want me to play that video 
of the body cam. Didn't hear it in there at all. Well, not whatsoever. And you guys might be right. But yes, let's hear it. Okay, let's go. Let's go over that. You guys want to do it? We'll do it. Although, okay, so definitely it wouldn't have been Haresh who heard that would have recorded that at all. So already this is false info. Would it not be? It'd be false info because he couldn't have recorded that from that cam. This one, the the video we just watched, that man said that he, it woke him up, he recorded the last part of it, or maybe it's a different person. Well, let's check this out. Come on. Come on, guys. If you guys haven't yet, if you'd hit the thumbs up, I would appreciate it. Help us, us out so much. The only support we get from here is from viewers like you, just so you know. According to Facebook, I mean YouTube, um, we don't have ads or anything because they don't like our content. Some, a lot of you guys are having that fake flag rising up. Okay. Let's watch our video here. I'll make sure the volume is really up. I'm have you guys watch too. Uh, we're about to debunk this live here on the show. Okay. If we do not hear, and I'm telling you, I have the best audio that money can buy here. I'm going to click it up loud. We're going to listen to it. You guys listen real carefully. This is a two minute, 10 second clip. So here we go. I want you guys, we'll watch it together too. Again, thank you all for joining. I'm going to open up the phone line soon, 325-261-0892. Are some of you guys pissed off at the fact that this could be faked? And if so, who's faking it? YouTube? YouTubers? That'd be horrible. Okay, I got the audio. Okay, I'm going to put it all the way up on this. You guys listen to the background. Oscar PD, all three of you. You too. How old are you guys? Take it, not 21? Yeah. 19. 19? Yep. Okay, is there a reason why you didn't stop back there? Yeah. We stopped talking to him, so we didn't know. I just heard something. Somebody says, stop it, stop. I did hear that. You guys want to hear that again? Here we go. 19. 19. Yep. Okay. Is there a reason why you didn't stop back there? 19. 19. Yep. Okay. Is there a reason why you didn't stop back there? Yeah. Well, we saw him talking to him, right. so we didn't know. But it wasn't. Yeah, you guys. It wasn't the same quality as the other video we heard, was it? Back there? Yeah. We saw him talking to him, so we didn't know. Okay, I yelled at you guys and then turned around because he walked up on him. I yelled at you guys, you didn't stop. No, I did not hear you. Well, let's walk back over here, okay? So was that what was in the background, that one girl saying, stop it, stop? It wasn't the same as what I heard in that recording. You guys have ideas on you? Uh, I think I do, yeah. Okay. 
you guys love that? Okay. Walking through the grass. Very small, honestly. Yeah, like some dude from a fire or something out here. <laughs> some dude from a fire or something. Someone trying to. Okay. Here I go. Just in the background. I can Copy. hear you. Any questions? No, no, no. no. All right, you're free to go. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. Take care. All right, that's it. I'm going to go back to that one part. And this is the whole footage released, so we're not missing anything. It's not like, oh, well, there was part cut out. No, this is everything that was released from this police department. I'm going to go back to this one point where we do hear something in the background. Somebody say, stop it. Stop. It's not the same, though. Thank you. Oh, you too. Sir. How old are you guys? Take a 921. Yeah. 19. Okay. 19? Yep. Okay. Is there that was it. What do you think in the chat room? I'm leaning towards thinking this is a fake video. It sounds to me like something recorded off a horror movie in the room. Somebody was on their phone uh, playing it off as the best they could, acting like it was real. I heard stop it clearly too, but it wasn't the same at all. Bib Dolan is asking, can you quickly create and isolate tracks and turn things down track by track and volume-wise? I can do that. Can I do it quickly? No, I cannot. I cannot, but I did, I, do I need to do that? Because it's not the same to me with my naked ear, and I can hear things very clearly in these head, this headset. I can hear volume levels. Um, will I do that? You know what? If I have extra time, I will do that. Um, and I'll bring it to our next meeting. How about that? So, yeah, I would lean towards this not being real whatsoever and that some YouTuber faked it or it might've been from Instagram or something. Perhaps it was a TikTok, but, but it doesn't, it does not seem real to me at all. It does seem similar because of the things said, just a little bit similar, but it, it doesn't seem the same at all. Fake or not, Ellie needs to hear it. I'm sure, I'm sure Ellie knows about it. A lot of you guys have been contacting Ellie about some of the stuff we've gone over. And they've been very rude to you, frankly. They've been very rude. And I don't appreciate them being rude to you guys. But perhaps they've got a lot on their plate. Perhaps... If you can imagine running that, sitting at that desk, and they're going to put the most junior person they have there, you're going to be there answering these phone calls, and a lot of them are going to be repeats, and you're just going to be like, oh, my God, you know, which is what they're saying when you call them. Um, 
I've had reports on that. What about Harish? Do you think what he said was legitimate? And he didn't come, he did it like a lot later. What do you think about this guy? He is more legitimate than, than that, that scream. And I, I want to make that clear that he didn't say anything about that scream. This story of him coming forward is being linked to the scream, which is, to me, it seems like YouTube clickbait. So, you know, I would just, in my mind, go ahead and take that off the table, unpin it, put it in a drawer. Because the police department, I want to tell you when they have something, they're damn not sure going to tell you what's not right. So, so he says he didn't hear anything initially, then he says he did. But he said the black SUV, he, report, he came back and reported later. Since he did that, it might make me think, okay, well, he might, it might be legitimate. And again, he said, he's not saying that that scream he heard is coming from that house. He's not, he didn't say that. He came back later, not because, oh, I think he said, I think it might've been, maybe, I don't know what happened. Maybe it wasn't a party song. Now I do want to say this, this is around the same time. This body cam video is around the same time. Okay. We did hear people saying stuff in the background and it was similar to that one thing we heard, I do not think it was the same, but it was similar. So did he hear what we heard on the body cam image? I think probably so. But this may makes a lot of you guys question if if that one audio of her screaming, of a woman screaming is true and it came from that house, how could the roommates have not woken up? How could the roommates have not woken up if the front door was left wide open? And this whole time, the police department is standing around with their ass in their hands and the people that they don't want speculating are bringing this information to them and they're saying, well, uh, oh, the front door was open. That's news to me. They're saying nothing about the black SUV. So what's going on here? There's another piece of information I want to go over with you. Maybe you, guys, maybe you guys can help me verify this. Because to me, this was more important. This was more important than the Scream. Or the or definitely more important than the SUV. I mean, it wouldn't be as more, more important if the Scream was real. So, um, yeah, let's look at this. Have you guys heard about Hannah Clear? C-L-E-E-R-E, Clary. I think that's Clary. You guys can help me with pronunciations. You're good at that. Man, can you guys phonetically spell that in the chat room so I don't keep saying it wrong? Her, her That was actually her middle name anyway. So who was Hannah, Madison Mogan's rumored ex-roommate, killed herself or unalived herself after being bullied? Oh, here they go again. Online sleuths have independently investigated the Idaho murder case and have devised several theories about why someone was out to kill the four victims. Now, this was raised to my attention after someone someone sent me the article about it. What someone put on Maddie Mogan's Facebook page 
it was right after she died and someone said that she just de- that she hates her she deserved all she got and she hopes she's burning i'm like what the hell and then somebody below that was clarifying it's because of what happened to this woman who lived with her was her roommate before she moved into king street before she moved on to king road i'm like wow Again, this is a wild-ass speculation, wild-ass theory. It's not mine. I'm just reporting it. This is before she moved there, and uh, I believe I've heard that this was that her and um, Madison and Kaylee just lived there the last part of their college. They didn't live there from the beginning. A new hypothesis recently circulated on Twitter that one of the victims in an Idaho murder case was a bully and their actions had caused a former roommate to take her own life. Who was Clay? Uh, Hannah. Okay, I'm going to look at the chat room, see if you guys can tell me how to pronounce that. Did you guys do it? Online sleuthing ain't easy. Red herrings. Everything's a red herring. But don't you wish you knew all the information? A Twitter user claimed the quadruple homicide is connected to Hannah, who is supposedly an ex-roommate and shared her dorm room with one of the Idaho victims. As per the claims made in the tweet, they bullied and harassed Claire, Clary, who eventually unalived herself on February 24th, 2022. The user wrote, Hannah Cleary took her own life in February. She shared a dorm with one of the victims and got bullied. Her birthday, November 15th. With the post, the user has even shared two images. One of the images supposedly of Hannah Cleary, which is captioned, Hannah was born on November 15th, 2000, passed away 2022 at the age of 21. Here is the photos of that. This is a real Twitter post. It only has 11 retweets. I'm not seeing anybody say, this is fake. People on Twitter are saying, could this be the reason that Ellie knew it was targeted? They never, the Ellie never did say why they knew it was targeted. Uh, well, where is the dorm, where is the info about the dormant bullying other than IG? Nowhere, I believe the only support for this is random comments and some IG posts, not corroborated at all. If And if weirdos don't insert themselves and make stuff up online. Interesting. Oh, thank you. Somebody, somebody sent a tip. Thank you, Bob or Bib. I appreciate that. Are we still live, everybody? Because I'm not seeing anything. All right, so let's go back to this this report here. About Hannah Clary. 
I'm gonna. I think we got kicked. I'm gonna check. It feels like we got kicked offline. Nope, we're on. It just. Thank goodness. Woo. All right, so here we go. More about this. Again, this is speculation. This is wild-ass theories. It's not mine. I'm just reporting on it, guys. I didn't hear about this when I came across it. I wanted to tell you that's all. So these hostile... What about the hostile comments? Okay, so this one person. I don't know if you guys read it or not. I didn't. Let me get my glasses out. Son of a gun. Well... This person put these comments on there saying she deserved it. Each and every one of them deserve what they got. Karma finally caught up to the horror of all her gang did to that little girl back then. They're talking about the one that unalived herself. Man, that's harsh. Now that is confirmed that that post really had that comment on it. So those comments were made by an Instagram user on Madison's profile. All this came originally from Instagram. These bullying theories are pushed by the internet conspiracy theorists. These conspiracy theorists. But there's absolutely no proof about if these theories hold any water or if they even have a shred of truth to them because they're not investigating that despite the fact that they are still unaware of whether the attacker specifically targeted the students or their apartment. Police have highlighted their concerns about the incident. Once more on December 1st, although no suspects have been identified on a murder or a murder weapon has been located. I'm going to know that place is a cesspool. Thank you guys. She overdosed, right? Uh, I believe that is correct. Um, what do you guys think about this? Do you think this is connected? You think this is more internet speculation? What do you think about that scream that we heard that recorded scream? Do you guys want me to isolate that? Do you want me? What do you guys want? Let me know. I'm going to open up the phone lines, talk to you about it. I have some voicemail that we're going to go over first. I'm going to put up the phone lines. I'm going to talk to you guys. Hi, Gary. Uh, my name, well, I don't even need to know my name. Right. I was watching a show on the uh, Moscow, Idaho, for about a boy named Ryan who's friends with Jack Kay. Um, I was watching a show on Sweetie Pilo, S-W-E-E-T-I-E-P-I-E-L-O. Shout out to Sweetie Pilo. And she has a video called Did the Killer Write This on Reddit? There is a video on YouTube you can watch, and there's a bunch of drawings, artwork, uh, a masked man carrying a big K-bar knife. Um, Ryan goes by d.e.d.ly on Facebook, and there's a story that he told that he thought might what happened at the murder. I think you want to check it out. It probably gives more information. I hope it works. Thank you. Bye. Hi, 
Hi, Jerry. I'm calling back a second time. I wanted to let you know more information about the Ryan kid that's friends with Jack K. Um, there is a video called Did the Killer Write This on Reddit? And it's on YouTube. Anyway, the Ryan guy has a masked face holding a K-bar knife. Um, also, he has artwork that was a waitress, a robot waitress, and it says Final Destination, T-E-X. In the next photo, there was another robot people with three females, one man. And I think Ryan, who is friends with JK, is also a great cusp. I think that he needs to be checked out. Thank you, anyway. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Do you guys remember a couple episodes ago that I highlighted that one individual and their artwork was very grotesque. It was a wax mannequin with the heart ripped out and the heart looked like an apple. Do you guys remember that? What was that guy's name? Because I believe that's who she's talking about. First name Ryan, last name. Was it Pullman or something? Every day here on YouTube or broadcasting feels like a week and every week feels like about six months especially if you do it every day doesn't it we we went over something very similar and my name is jerry j-e-r-r-y or you can just call me midnight yes larry from uh, pennsylvania hey larry just want to comment larry about jerry. the uh, front Come door being open um if in fact the front door was open early that morning uh, according to uh, a neighbor who passed by about 8.30 a.m. Um, I believe it was due to the fact that the killer probably entered through the sliding doors mm-hmm. on the second floor. Okay. And then he did his dirty deed. Dirty deed. And dirty. then made a fast exit. He's got a good point here. And I know we've heard this before, but this helps clarify it in my mind. And let me show you this, by the way, because this goes into what he's saying. I got this picture of where everybody was sleeping in the house. The layout of everything. Let's see. This is an important piece of information. And I know some of you know, and I know you're, you might be slapping your heads like, we know that. Some of us don't. And some of us have forgotten a lot. So here we go. So you got right here. You got the first floor. This is where the surviving roommates were. Then you have the second floor. That was Ethan and his girlfriend, Zana. And then you have Kaylee and Maddie on the third floor. Now, there was speculation that what the sliding glass door is on the room that Ethan, is, is on the level that Ethan and Zana were on, right? regardless the first floor wasn't the point of entry those roommates survived and the door was left open so a lot of you are thinking that he went in through he went in through the sliding glass door he did what he did and he got out of there really fast and he went out the front door left it open now bullhorn betty she she released a video 
where she was driving at this place at night and she said they had the lights the same way it was when they got there. So there's these party lights in the back and it, it lights up the whole backyard like it's day, like they could have parties out there and they were having parties about every night with their fire pit and everything. And the front was lit up like a Christmas tree, but there's just one little spot. And you can see that right there on the upper left-hand corner of that, of this uh, photograph I'm showing you. You see that tree. Well, that's around the back, too. And it has this little bit of shade that's on this back corner in the front, in the back, rather. And there's this one window that is dark underneath. And it's the one that had the screen missing on that window. And it also had a cinder block underneath it like somebody went on the cinder block and they opened that and went through now there was no sign of any breaking and entering so that should be noted and i do want to say this if that was a point of entry and again we're just speculating this is your place for wild ass speculations wild ass theories and tame ass theories the police don't want you calling in with your wild ass speculations and your theories i do they want to know what you've actually seen what you've actually heard and um but they because they know the facts that they know right they they would probably know by now what the point of entry was if that was it now if it was through that that window and betty made a good case that it was because of the darkness just in that one area everything else was lit up well then that tells us the height of the perpetrator right because a tall guy like me i wouldn't need to use a cinder block so that's just something to note there. Let's continue this, and we're going to take your phone calls. All right, back to Larry. Throwing it back to you, Larry. Through the front door. I doubt very much that he was going to stop and close the door on his way out. You know? Thank you for calling, that's, Larry. That's uh, my theory about why the door was uh, partially open. That was Larry and his wass, everybody. Larry shaking his wass. Hey, new YouTube favorite dude. Hi, this is April from Santa hey, Florida. I just sent you a copy of the police report from that night leading up to, no, actually, that night, the 301 in Banfield, which is odd that the cameras start at 254, but the report didn't come in to 301. Wait till you see the name on one of these police reports. Also, I have another, another note. They always post every day in the history of Moscow or Cow or Co. PD, every day on the Metro report, every day they post. They didn't post anything on the 12th leading up to the 13th. Those posts came in on the 14th. What are they hiding or what did they remove? I love your show. I'm addicted and I watched all three of your documentaries today. Thank you. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware or not. A lot of you are brand new here and you're just following this case. Um, in the chat room, they're asking me to play the scream again. I will, guys. I will play it a couple times. No problem with that. Uh, yes, I'm a documentary producer. I have them on on my channel there at YouTube. Um, there's a playlist for documentaries. I did a documentary on Taylor Should Business. If you heard that word now, Taylor Should Business, and you've never heard her, what, 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 who is she? 
you need to watch the documentary too. I did one on Amityville horror. If you've ever heard Amityville horror and you wonder what that's about, we solved that presented it to you. And the third one is the uh, soul collector, which deals with the paranormal and the dangers of it. Show us the name, please. What name It's fake clickbait. business yeah so extina i can tell that you haven't seen that documentary you gotta check it out you're laughing you're laughing i'm gonna play yeah i'm gonna play some more here and then yeah, we're gonna go back. i'm gonna play this uh i'm gonna play this uh this voicemail again i'm gonna go through the voicemails and then I'm going to play the screen one more time, but I'm going to open up the phone line anyway. Phone in. I don't know if you got my email. Uh, they I got them all. Kinda, I'm kind of having trouble. I might be hacked. I don't know. But anyway. Oh, Lordy. Uh, so I just wanted to tell you that uh, on YouTube, Joseph Morris has the actual recording yep. and plays it of the screaming in Idaho, and the door was open. And people somewhere probably across the street because you can hear it pretty clear and the dog barking too. So that place is corrupt and the cops are corrupt and they've been lying. So I want to say, okay, bye-bye. You know, guys, I just thought of something. I just thought of something. And we're going to not, not only we're going to listen to the scream again, but we're going to listen to Joe. And that was Joe Morris, right? And that is where we played the scream. And looking at this again, it did not come from the body cam footage. I'm convinced of that. It didn't come from Harish. Is it possible it was just reported on wrong and it was recorded from it, but just from somebody else? Maybe maybe that is possible. Hmm. All right. The phone line is now open. Three two five two six one zero eight nine two. This is a talk show, people. You guys have been supporting us. Um, please continue to do so. Um, we w- would not be here if it was not for you. I definitely would not be waking up at three a.m. in the morning just to not talk to anybody. That that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. You guys have brought a lot of new information, a lot of new thoughts. The more of us that look at this, the more of us that talk about this, the farther we're going to go. I guarantee you. Phone line's now open. I'm going to listen. We're going to listen to this audio again of the scream. He decided to record a bit of it. So let's just play this again. Thank you so much for being here. It was a couple or something like that. But this guy said that he was waking up by it and he decided to record a bit of it. So let's just play this again. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I'm turning up the audio for you guys. What do you guys think? Stop it. Leave me alone. 
I thought there was another article here. I did find this. After we watch this happy little commercial. World of Tanks, don't want to miss that. That we're learning from police uh, at this very hour uh, into the quadruple homicide that is. Oh, yeah, this is some more propaganda of why you guys shouldn't speculate and you're horrible people. Uh, you know, just plaguing the community there with so many questions that still remain. Okay, right now we're learning that Moscow police uh, are urging those who have taken up the case themselves, these amateurs who want to figure out bits and pieces. Oh, you amateur sleuths, you dirty buttheads. Just leave it to us at Fox News that are missing uh, worry that they are conveying misinformation to the public. I'm going to put up a statement that was just released on the Moscow Police Department Facebook page. It goes on to say, quote, investigators have been monitoring online activity related to this ongoing and active case and are aware of the large amount of rumors and misinformation being shared as well as harassing and threatening behavior toward potentially involved parties. Anyone engaging in threats or harassment, whether in person, online, or otherwise, needs to understand that they could be subjecting themselves to criminal charges. That is significant. Now, what is Mm -hmm. customary in cases like these that are unsolved, people uh, take it up upon themselves online to figure out missing pieces, gap. Maybe this guy's right. Maybe we should all stop watching the live now on Fox. ...and information, uh, oftentimes... Uh, that delve into conspiracy theories. The police are very cognizant of this, going so far as to say those who are spreading this could be... You could kiss both sides of my butt cheeks. That could happen. How about that? Anything could happen. I'm afraid. Potentially subject to criminal charges. Okay, in the meantime, we want to hear from the Moscow police chief... Uh, James Fry, who today uh, issued this video statement regarding another piece of information we got a couple of days ago. Uh, Remember, we learned that police uh, are looking for information of the occupants uh, of a vehicle, in particular, a white Hyundai Elantra, uh, the make and model of which uh, from 2011 to 20. People are bringing up good, good points there in the room. In the chat room there, bringing up very good points that the family would know. The family would have known by now. They've not made a statement on it. Don't you think they would have? Don't you think the police would have known? The police might know, but they're not going to talk. The police are... um, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the police. I'm saving that for tonight with our interview with JT Goodfeller. And he's an expert. He knows how they're operating, and he'll even... He'll even talk about this, um, what they're saying about, oh, you could, you could. It depends on what you're saying. It depends on what you're saying. The police telling you guys not to talk. Wow, that's crazy. Spreading information. Mm. What kind of world do we live in? What, what have we allowed to happen to where... This is something, it's a form of mind control where I have no authority over you. It's like if I kicked in your front door, no weapon, no anything, or I don't even have to kick it. I just walk into your front door and you're sitting there on the couch with your team like, well, who the hell are you? I said, don't worry about who I am. You need to give me your car. 
Bad things could happen if you don't give me the keys to your car right now. And oh, oh, please don't hurt me. Give you the keys to go away. I had no authority to tell you to do that. I had no way to hurt you. But I just said something could happen. Bullshit. Bullshit. There is something called free speech. And that is aside from somebody saying you can't do this. Something might happen. Bullshit. There's some things that could happen for certain extreme cases of it. If someone is faking news and putting it out, yes. If that, if that scream, for example, was a YouTuber faking it and putting that out, yes. If you guys are talking about this, no. If I'm talking about this with you, no, we are covered. Don't let them fool you into thinking they have authority about what the hell you say and what kind of free speech you have or not. No, they cannot. Matter of fact, we're going to go over this tonight at our 5 p.m. broadcast. We're talking to an illegal expert, and he has been working on this for years, and it's been working on him for years. And he will tell you of the different tactics used to manipulate and control. All right? And this guy here talking about the internet sloosh doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's just reading a prompter. All right. So I got, I'm going to look one more here at Reddit and you guys aren't calling me. So I'm going to kick it off here early since you guys don't want to talk to me. And this is a talk show kind of hurting my feelings. I guess you guys don't have anything to say. Let me, let me look, make sure I'm not missing anything. Nope. You're not calling me at three, two, five, two, six, one, zero, eight, nine, two. All right, so I did see something really interesting here. I'm going to try to find it. Well, this is interesting. This is some real information. And this is someone who's a local Common knowledge from local alumni. Moscow is pronounced Moscow, not Moscow. Okay, gotcha. Ladakh County is pronounced Lata, not Lata. Corner Club, I graduated from U of I in 2019, and this bar has always been known as a bar that sorority or fraternity kids go to. It's the coolest bar. Grub truck where you go for some mac and cheese after the bars before heading home. King Street Road, popular place for sorority slash fraternity kids to live. The Whites, that's a white apartment complex in front of 1122, known to be mostly but not all sorority or frat kids. And it's pronounced Palouse. Quarter Lane, or nicknamed CDA, Sigma Chi, Sigma Chi, not Sigma Chi. So it's called Sigma Chi. Good, good, good. Good information. Should put this out. A month ago, Alpha Pi is called Alpha Phi, or nickname Alpha Phi, Pi Beta Pi, Pi Beta Phi, nickname. Oh, Lordy. Edit. Sorry if this comes off of as offensive, since this info has been passed around since the beginning, but people are still getting these things wrong, and the press 
and on social media. That's the reason I posted it. No need to attack me in the comment section. We all want the same thing, and that's for this person or, or persons to be caught. We're going to call the night, guys. Call the day, wherever you may be. I want to thank you guys for interacting with us. I want to thank you very much. Those that are listening live on the live stream and listening to that while you're driving or while you're at work and you're not being unsafe looking at your phone or anything like that. Don't, please don't do that. You guys can leave me a message when we're not broadcasting live by calling that phone number 325-261-0892. Leave me up to a three-minute voicemail message. If it's longer than that, call me back. Also, if you have some information you'd like to share with me, the email is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. We're going to be back tonight at 5 p.m. with JT Goodfella. We're going to talk about how policing really works. From the point that they sign up, go to the academy, get the job, or even how the FBI how the politics behind the FBI works. We're going to go over that all tonight. Please join us in until that time. All my best. You've been watching Midnight Radio.